welcome to episode five of the Preacher Chick podcast. I am the Preacher Chick. I'm Stacy, and I'm glad that you're here with me this week. This week is going to be a little different than previous episodes as I am by myself recording this episode because I just felt like I should answer a couple of questions that I commonly get as someone in leadership And because I often talk about how important I believe it is to read your Bible, I get asked about how to do that a lot. So today, I thought we would do just that. But first... So one of the things that I think is super important in the life of a believer, not just because I'm a pastor or because um, I'm a mom or anything like that, But as a believer, as someone who follows Jesus, as someone who is trying to live her life for him, I think that one of the most important things we can do and often neglect is to have a daily devotional life. I personally believe that the word of God is fundamental and crucial to an effective life as a believer. It is what sustains us when life gets hard. It is what teaches us when We're not sure what direction to go. It is what grounds us in in this crazy world. Um, It is our lifeline. And that's just generally speaking as a human being who loves the Lord and wants to follow him with all that I have. I believe it's, it's even more important in the lives of those who are called to lead and those who are called to serve the local body or in missions, or whatever that may look like. If we are not people of the word, where is our substance? And so a lot of times I get asked, and I've been asked this quite a few times over the last few weeks, which is why I decided to just spend an episode talking about it. One of the things I get asked a lot is, how do I even start reading the Bible? And honestly, I don't think there's a a right or a wrong answer. I think the whole goal is that you start. But one of the things that I think is important is, um, well, let me just say it this way. A few things that I think are important. Um, To me, it doesn't matter if you use a digital Bible on your phone, like the Bible app from YouVersion, or if you have a physical, actual Bible book in front of you. I tend to use both. But in this season of my life, I am primarily in on my digital Bible, on the Bible app. I mean, it's free. You have a plethora of versions or translations to read through. And it also gives you that that social connection aspect that you can be friends with people in the Bible app and share what you're reading with one another, encourage one another on, see what somebody else is highlighting or making a note on. And I just think it really adds to the community aspect of a life in Christ. And you know, the preacher chick, we're here about faith and community. And so that's important to me. That being said, like I said, I also love a good physical Bible. So currently, right in front of me at the moment, actually, I have two. I have one that I've had for probably close to 10 years or so. It is my fire Bible. It is the fire Bible I have is the student edition because I got it when I was a youth pastor and I was preaching to students. And so I wanted it for the resources that it comes with. But the fire Bible is a Pentecostal study Bible. The commentary comes from a Pentecostal point of view. And also the fire Bible student edition is there to encourage young people, to encourage students 
to be on mission on their school campuses, at their local jobs or whatever. There are fire Bibles um, just that are standard study Bibles. There are fire Bibles written towards um, those in law enforcement or first responders or the military. I really like the fire Bible and it is the, um, the one I have is the new international, but I think you can also get it in. Well, I'm actually probably shouldn't say that cause I'm not sure. Um, I thought it came in one or two more translations or versions. I mean, and um, not translations, but versions. Um, if you are a person of Pentecost, you're a person of the spirit and you want a good study Bible, I highly suggest the fire Bible. I've had to tape pages back into my Bible. I have it marked up, taped up, post-it noted up. I have stuff everywhere. Um, it's one of my favorite Bibles. I have definitely used it. And then back in the spring, um, I was blessed with a gift card. And so I treated myself to um, the Tony Evans study Bible. It is the, it is written in the Christian standard version. Um, and it has just been life giving to me. This is a great study Bible for many reasons. Number one, the study resources that are a part of this Bible are huge throughout the entire Bible at different points. There are QR codes for you to scan with your phone that take you to a video teaching. Sometimes they're just a couple minutes long from uh, Tony Evans, who is um, if you don't know who Tony Evans is, well, friends, let me just tell you, first of all, um, some of you might recognize, recognize the name Priscilla Shire before you recognize the name Tony Evans. Priscilla Shire is Tony Evans' daughter. And Tony Evans is the pastor of, I believe it's called um, Oak Cliff Bible Church. It's in Texas. And I probably should have double checked that before I started telling you that. Um, anyway, Tony Evans is also, um, the first African-American to write a Bible commentary. I don't have his full Bible commentary, um, yet I would love to have it, but this Bible has just truly been a joy to me. Um, because like I said, of the, the study aspect, his commentary throughout it, the, the teachings that associate with it. Um, and he's currently, in my opinion, a voice for the church that is trusted and a voice that we need. So those are the, those are the three ways I would approach just off the bat, um, download the Bible app from you version, get yourself a good physical Bible. If that's what you prefer. I like to use both. Um, so I do. I also have a goal that at some point I will have a very, very, very well-used Bible marked up Bible for each of my children to have that are mine that has my, my notes, my highlights and um, things like that written down in it. Um, I'm well on my way. I still have several from when I was a teenager and now I have several from being an adult that I will be able to um, share with my kids one day. The second thing is um, find, find a time of day that works for you. For me personally, I like to start my day off in the word. It's, it really does help me set my tone for the day. I can feel a difference in my attitude and my well-being, my mental well-being, my spiritual well-being, if I don't start the day in the word. So what I like to do is um, get up in the morning, 
start getting ready, like take my shower. And then I make myself a cup of coffee and I go sit in the chair in our living room. Uh, Nine times out of 10, I'm going to sit in the chair in our living room while the house is still fairly still and quiet and get into the word. That then that's to me, it's important. So you need to find what works for you. Does it work for you to be in the word in the morning? Does it work for you to be in the word in the evening? I know my mom likes to read her Bible as she's getting ready to go to bed. It helps give her peace of mind as she's getting ready to sleep. So find what works for you. It might even be on your lunch break during the day that that's, that's the time for you that that works well for you. I would just say, whatever you do, find a time, but then stay committed to it. Be consistent. Um, you don't have to be dogmatic about it. Like it has to be this time, this day, every day. But I think consistency is what helps us build those habits and build those disciplines in our life. And being a person of the word is a discipline and a habit that we form that just becomes a part of us. It's muscle memory to wake up in the morning for me and, and do my routine in the morning that I'm spending time in the word. The next thing that I think is really important to do is to find a reading plan. Now, some people can just say, I'm going to, I'm just going to start with Genesis and I'm going to read through Revelation. Other people are really good to say, I'm just going to read this book. And then when they're done with that book of the Bible, they go on to another book of the Bible. Me, I need accountability. (laughs) So I like to find a Bible reading plan. And for about four years, I used one plan in the Bible app. It changes every month and every month you're reading through a different part of the Bible, but it takes you through the Bible um, in an entire year. And so it's called Let's Read the Bible Together. So you have a Let's Read the Bible Together January. Let's Read the Bible Together February and so on and so forth. I did that reading plan. So it took me through the Bible in a year. I did that reading plan three or four years in a row. And then this last year or two years ago, I decided I needed to shake it up a little bit. And so I did the chronological Bible. Now, I know a lot of people love reading through the Bible in a year through the chronological Bible. Um, I needed it for that year. I I don't necessarily have a desire to (laughs) to use that again. That was a hard one for me. And then this last year, what I decided to do is I'm using a different plan in the Bible app. The Bible app has tons of reading plans that will take you through the entire Bible every year. And so this year, what I'm doing is the Assemblies of God, women, um, women, AG women, they did, they released a Bible plan to take you through the Bible in a year. And it's in the Bible app and it's called Chasing Truth. I've really enjoyed it. Um, There's also a group on Facebook where they ask different people, different uh, spiritual leaders each um, week, each month to share and elaborate and teach on what we're reading about. It just takes us through the Bible in the year. So today that I'm recording this, I am on day 306. It is November 1st. And um, to, on Sundays, it's typically just a, a brief devotion and a brief scripture. Tomorrow is day 307. And I will be in Jeremiah chapter 49, Jeremiah chapter chapter 50. And then every day we read a Psalm and a proverb. And then we read something from the New Testament and I'll be in Colossians. And so I, I really like that one. Um, but there are so many you can pick from. I choose personally to do a Bible plan through the year. And I like to pick one that, um, is primarily just strictly reading the Bible. And then what I do in the morning when I'm first waking up and getting moving is I open the Bible app 
and I go to my reading plan and I hit play and I let the Bible app read it to me. So you can say, I'm not a fast reader. I'm not a good reader. I, I comprehend better when I hear I'm an auditory learner. Fantastic. The Bible app will read to you. So you can do that. And that's what I like to do. But I like to supplement my annual reading plan with shorter reading plans. So um, like I will do some in the Bible app. Sometimes they're three or four days. Sometimes they're 10 to 20 days. The last one I did was just a, a couple weeks ago and it was from Joe Saxton called Ready to Rise. We've done some as a church together throughout this last year. Um, per, uh, periodically, we'll pick one and we'll do it as a church, doing it together in the Bible app. Because in the Bible app, you can invite people to join you and read a plan together. And every day after you read, it gives a place for you to share your thoughts or what God's speaking to you. And those you're reading with can see it and can can have conversation about it. I think that's fantastic. Another thing that I like to do as far as my supplemental reading is I like to use She Reads Truth. Now, they also have He Reads Truth for Men. I don't know a lot about that one, but I do She Reads Truth. You can go to SheReadsTruth.com and you can access their daily readings on their website. Again, I've already said I need accountability. So I actually pay $1.99 a month for their app access. And through the app, um, that $1.99 a month gives you access to um, reading plans with a devotion and a place for conversation. But again, for me, it's accountability. And so that's why I do that. With She Reads Truth, you can also purchase physical plans in book form and follow along that way. So I have done a few from She Reads Truth that way. I did Advent last year. I've done Lent. And this year, I've already got my Advent for 2020 book, and I'm super excited about it. So you can do it several different ways. You do however you like. I just get asked what I do, so I'm telling you. One of the other things that I think is super important when you're sitting down to read your Bible um, is that you're intentional about it. So if you're just starting out um, and you want some accountability or you want to take it to a different level, then, then I say get a journal or... A few years ago when I was a youth pastor, I created a discipleship book that I took students through. And one of the pages is for their daily reading. So it has a place to write the date and the main scripture they're reading and even the translation they're reading in. Because like I said, sometimes I like to shake it up. This year, I'm reading completely through the Christian Standard Bible, whether I'm using my physical Bible or I'm in the Bible app. I've read through my favorite translation is the New Living Translation. And I do that most of the time. Um, but again, wanted to shake things up this year. So I picked a different translation or different version. I'm sorry to read through. So write down the date that, you know, what the date is, what your, what passages of scripture you're reading and, and what translation, just so, you know, you can, you can know, um, write down a verse that stood out to you. Maybe it's two or three verses, whatever it is, write down a verse that stood out to you and then write what the whole passage was about. Like if, if you read, um, Proverbs 34, then write what Proverbs 34 was about. Most Bibles have a, a headline for, you know, different parts of scripture. Um, there's sometimes commentary. You, you'll just be able to write about what you're reading about. There's a place where you could write 
what God is speaking to you. So you've written like something that stood out to you. You've written about what the passage is about now, right? What is God speaking to you through this passage? What is something you can apply to your life that you're reading in that passage of scripture? And then write down key words or key people. You know, if you read the word faith, like say you're reading the book of Hebrews, you might read the word faith a hundred times. That's obviously an important thread through that through that passage of scripture. So write down those things. If the passage is about David or if the passage is about Moses or if the passage is about Joshua or if it's about Paul or if it's about Peter, if it's about Jesus, um, write down those things. And then also jot down maybe words or phrases that were not familiar to you, things that you want to look into more or you want to get more information about. I also think that memorizing scripture is so important. Um, and I'll tell you why. First of all, the Bible tells us to hide God's word in our heart. And I personally believe that what, what God is saying to us about hiding his word in our heart is because if we hide his word in our heart, if we that means we're we're taking it in, we're pulling his word into our hearts so that the Holy Spirit has something to remind us of on hard days. I know for me, my most favorite um, passage of scripture is Romans 8.28. And it is that um, we know that um, God works all things for the good of those who are loved and called according to his purpose. Um, so when my life seems hard, um, I pull out Roman. I, it never fails. I'll just be, be reminded, but God works all things for my good because I love him and I am called according to his purpose. And you know what, friends? So are you. You are called according to a purpose that God only knows and he's equipping you for it. And so if you're walking through something that's hard, just remember that he works all things for your good. As long as you stay in line with him and you love him because you're called according to his purpose. So hiding his word in our heart helps us to do just that. On days that are hopeless, I think of the passage in Hebrews that tells us that his hope is like an anchor for our soul. And it just reminds me that any the waves around me, the waves of life around me, around me may be crashing against me. But he is the anchor that holds me steady. He is the anchor who keeps me from thrashing around. He is my steady in the middle of the storm. There are so many verses that I think are great to memorize. When I was a kid, obviously, I memorized John 3, 16. But one of the first passages aside from that that I remember memorizing as a kid is Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Why was it important to remember that? Because I can do nothing to earn my place in the kingdom. Jesus is the one who gave everything so that I could have a place. And I simply come and receive from him. I repent of my sins through faith and believe and accept and receive the gift of life that Jesus alone can give. Or how about Psalm 119.11? I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, like we've already talked about. Romans 5.8, but God showed his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us so much that even before we ever considered giving him our lives, we were living in sin and he loved us enough to die for us. Maybe you're a teenager and, and the verse for you is 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young, but in all things, set an example. Um, there are so many, there are so many verses that are helpful for us to memorize, to hide into our hearts so that 
that we have something to cling to. Another thing I like to do when I'm talking about my personal devotional time is I like to journal. So um, most of my journaling are my prayers. I And there are so many ways you can approach this. Um, some, some call it soap. Some call it different things. I just say you want to begin with adoration. The maybe spend the first five to ten minutes of your of your prayer time adoring your Creator. Just tell him how much you love him, thank him for his goodness, um, adore his his holiness that he is worthy. You spend a few minutes doing that. Maybe even the first five minutes of your prayer time is that you sing a song to him. You know, you you pick a, a song that just that just helps you tell him how much you love him and how much you appreciate him. The, uh, another aspect of prayer is confession. Um, none of us are perfect, y'all. Some of us mess up on the daily. And so we come to him and we confess. We confess that we yelled at our neighbor or our kid, or we talked back to our parents, or we lied, or we... Whatever it might be, friends, take time to confess to him and allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in your heart and your life that he longs to do. Spend time in thanksgiving. Thank him. He is so wonderful. So begin to thank him for for what you have. Thank him for that you have a roof over your head. Thank him that you have food to eat. Thank him that you have remained healthy or thank you that he brought you through an illness. Thank you. Thank him that you have clothing to wear. Thank him that you have a, a good church family or thank him there. I guarantee you every day, if you spent just a couple minutes and every day you wrote down five things you're thankful for, I bet soon you'll get to a point where you realize it's hard to stop at just five. So spend time thanking him while you're praying. And then there's this, this element of supplication. There's this element of bringing to him. That's a church word. <laughs> so bring to him your needs. Come to that point in prayer where you where you admit that the areas in your life that you need him, but that you also lift up the needs of others. Maybe you have a friend or a family member who's really struggling with something and so you hold them up. Maybe you know somebody who's sick and so you pray for the healing that only Jesus can bring for them. And then I encourage you as often as you possibly can daily, if you can make it a practice, to write down how God is answering your prayers. Um, with that, let me just say, I hope you do realize that God does always answer prayers. He just doesn't always answer them the way we expect him to. And even if the answer is no, it's still an answer. And we thank him for that no, because he's protecting us and he sees the big picture. So spend time um, in prayer. What kinds of things um, do I like to read about? Do I like to to do? Um, honestly, let me tell you, I follow, you guys have all heard me here talk about um, Annie F. Downs, who I enjoy following on social media. I've read several of her books and I listen to her podcast every time there's a new episode. But what she's done this year, I've decided I'm going to do next year. I'm super excited about it. This year, Annie has read all four of the Gospels. That's what she's reading through. She's reading the Gospels every month this year. 
So she read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in January, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in February, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in March, and so on and so forth. And each month she changes to a different version. And she may be rereading different versions at this point. I don't know. But I really like that because how much I personally believe, not just because the Bible says it, but because I've experienced it, the word of God is alive and active. Scripture says it says it is sharper than a two-edged sword. It is capable of, of dividing bone from marrow, meaning it gets down into the into the finest parts and it divides out what is what is truth and what is not, or what is unhealthy and what is healthy, so that only healthy remains. So if the word of God is alive and active, then that explains why we are able to approach it every day of our lives and learn something fresh and new from when we do. Well, if that's the case, then doesn't it seem pretty exciting to consider reading the life of Jesus and him calling his disciples over and over and over again? And what we could possibly learn about Jesus's character, Jesus as the person, Jesus as our savior and Messiah, if we spend time in that. So that's what I'm going to do starting in January. And I'm super excited about it. But in the Bible app, I keep talking a lot about the Bible app because I think the Bible app is extremely helpful to us. But there are so many plans you can choose from. Um, and they have so many categories. And if you find some that you like, but you're not ready to start yet because you're in the middle of another one, you can save it so that you can find it easily later. But you can find um, plans to read about love and healing or anxiety or hope or depression or anger or finances or leadership or being a Christian on the job, or if you're a student, um, they even have a Bible app for kids. So there's something there. If you're struggling with temptation or pride or doubt, there is something for every type of season you could possibly be in with when you look in the plans in the Bible app. And some of them are written by pastors. Some of them are written by, um, by, by different um, uh, worship leaders and different uh, speakers or people who are um, popular just in the Christian world, like maybe they're popular Christian music artists, but there are some great plans to find. And I surely encourage you. And what I like about it is that in the Bible app, you can also see all of your completed plans, plans that you have done in the past, and you can rate them. Um, I've done several plans several times. So um, but that's pretty cool too. I like that that's a tool that we can use. Now, I thought this is not going to be a, a long episode compared to others that I've done, but I've also thought maybe I would just share some of my go-to favorite scriptures, some that I think are great for memorizing, um, some that I just I just think are helpful with life in general. Um, you know that there are 31 Proverbs. There's a proverb for every day. Um, I'm not doing this currently, but I have in the past where um, I'll spend several months reading a proverb a day. There's a lot of wisdom in the book of Proverbs. And um, I think that they're a great, great, great place to start. Obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, it's obvious to me and probably obvious to many people who have grown up in the church, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. 
the Christian standard says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding and all your ways know him and he will make your paths straight. Um, there are some amazing Proverbs that you could spend time in. Um, you know, for a lot of times, the church likes to use Proverbs 31 to talk about women. And a couple of years ago, I heard that in, in the Jewish tradition, Proverbs 31 is read over the woman of the household as a blessing. And I think that's really, really cool. But one of my favorite verses from Proverbs, I actually have it tattooed on my arm, is Proverbs 31, 8. Speak up for those who have no voice, for the justice of all who are dispossessed. Speak up for those who have no voice. Be an advocate um, for the marginalized and the lost. But also in Proverbs 31, just goes into the whole thing about um, being a godly woman and um, a wife of noble character. And I love that, the, the, like I said, in the Jewish tradition, this is uh, these are verses that are read over the wife um, as a blessing, um, you know, the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will not lack anything good. She rewards him with good, not evil all the days of her life. She draws on her strength and reveals that her arms are strong. She sees that her profits are good and her lamp never goes out at night. Um, meaning she is faithful and determined and resourceful. Um, in verse 21, she is not afraid for her household when it snows for all in her household are doubly clothed. Life can get really hard, but she's not worried about it because she's taking care of her family. I just, there's just so, so much great stuff. And then the end of Proverbs chapter 31, verse 31, or verse 30 and 31, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Give her the reward of her labor and let her works praise her at the city gates. I mean, make it known and let her be known. I already read to you Romans 8, 28, but can I just tell you that probably the entire chapter eight of Romans is um, so good and there is so much in that chapter. It's probably my favorite. Another verse that's in that chapter in Romans eight is verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. We can go through so much in this world and in this life, but the glory that is ahead, the glory that awaits us an eternity in heaven and the presence of God with the savior of the world, everything else fails to even come close to comparing. There are so many other verses, friends, that I could read to you and I could tell you that I love and could get lost in this forever. It's something that we could just sit down and and take our time. And I mean, don't you think it that there's how could how can you just stop talking? I'm looking at the list that I made as I was preparing for this talk, and and I'm kind of laughing at myself because of how many I wrote down. Like just to read through these verses would take up probably a full hour. But let me just share a couple more. Psalm 29, 11, the Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses his people with peace. He's the king over everything. He's the king over the fire and the king over the flood. And if you're walking through anything like that, he is your peace in the middle of it. He is your strength that you will come through it. Another one um, that I enjoy from 
Psalms is Psalm 150. And if you are a person who enjoys the Psalms or you're a person who enjoys worship, you'll probably like it. And you probably already know it. Psalm 150. It's just six verses. Hallelujah. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty expanse. Praise him for his powerful acts. Praise him for his abundant greatness. Praise him with trumpet blast. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and flute. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, that one causes tears to well up in my eyes, tears of joy and hope. Everything that has been created has been created to worship and to honor him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And I think I'll share this one. Maybe one more. (laughs) We'll see. But I heard this verse on a podcast. Um, A pastor was, was talking to some young adults and was asking them what they were reading early on in COVID, the COVID shutdown. And one of the girls said that she was reading the Song of Song of Solomon, some Bibles that says Song of Songs. And as he began to talk to her, she told him this verse that stood out to her. And friends, I think there's so much for us to take from this. In chapter eight of the Song of Solomon, verse five says, who is this coming up from the wilderness, leaning on the one she loves? I don't know about you, but I would love for the Lord to be able to look. And while I feel like I'm, I've been in a wilderness season before, maybe this can kind of be a wilderness season. I don't know. But I think my heart's cry would be that this verse, that, that the Lord would see me coming and would say, who is this coming from the wilderness? leaning on the one she loves, meaning leaning on him. Friends, if we lean on him and all things, mountaintops, valleys, low, wilderness, flood, famine, fire, I think we're going to be okay. Who is this coming up from the wilderness? Leaning on the one she loves. And then... This will be the last one. Romans 1.16, I feel, is kind of the anthem. <laughs> for I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. The gospel, friends, is the good news of Jesus. The gospel is his story. The gospel is our story of redemption through the blood of Jesus because of his story. I hope this helped. I hope that that you are finding a way to engage in the word of God because your life depends on it. It truly does. Your faith life, your journey with Jesus depends on it. I like to tell students, isn't it funny how 
we have those people in our lives that whether you hear their voice on the phone, you automatically know who they are. Or maybe you're walking through the grocery store and you can hear a voice from two or three aisles over and you know who it is. You learn to recognize their voice because you spend time with them and you get to know them. If you want to know the voice of God, you have to spend time with him. You have to get to know him. And I personally believe that the number one way for us to get to know the voice of God is to know his word. If you, if you know his word, you know how he speaks and you recognize it when, when he speaks to you. I pray that this was helpful to you. I hope you'll tune in again in a couple of weeks for the next episode. And if you haven't listened to all the episodes, I know, I know I'm learning some of this. And a couple of episodes ago, the audio, well, it was a struggle, wasn't it? But there were still good things to learn from it. I I really hope you'll go back and listen if you haven't yet. Um, Listen, it would also mean the world to me. If you would give us a five-star rating, I say us, friends, I'm just sitting here in my office by myself, but if you would give this podcast a five-star rating um, and maybe leave a review of how it's encouraged you, it would, it would just mean so much. Um, Also subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and you'll get a notification when there's a new one released so that you can tune in and you can listen. And also The reason I'm doing this is because I feel like the Lord led me to, and it's a lot more fun when you hear people respond in the show notes, you're going to find a way that you can submit questions or leave a note or a remark, as long as it's a kind remark. (laughs) Um, I would love to hear from you. If there's something you would like, a question you have that you would like me to answer, or maybe there's somebody you would love to, I don't know if I can do it, but somebody that you would love for me to spend time talking to, um, let me know. Um, I'm more than open to hearing what you think. Um, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk again in a couple weeks. Bye.